welcome to the podcast here to inspire and help you live smarter. Learn from successful Kiwi professionals, wisdom, practical tips, and stories. My name is Kathan, your host for the Live Smarter podcast. Your second most pivotal moment in your career is to move to a country which you'd never been before other than once, (laughs) which is a couple of months before you even decided to move. And you moved when you had twin eight-year-old daughters. What actually made you go to Beijing, China in a role outside of your comfort zone and even with a different organisation? When I had joined Fonterra about three years earlier, I'd come out of Spark. I'd spent a couple of months with Vector doing some contract work and then had gone into Fonterra as part of my development conversations, as part of my conversations with the team I worked for and with. I had expressed an interest to work offshore. I hadn't done what a lot of traditional accountants do and is finish their degree and work for three or four years, finish their CA and then head off to the UK because I had taken a slightly different route to getting to um, my career growth. And so I had seen the opportunity to work or, or get more global exposure with a company that had a global presence. And so I'd had those conversations and that opportunity came about about three years after I had been with the business and I was three years, three roles in also. I'd gone into another organisation that was moving around a lot. And the opportunity was to lead the finance function for the China Farms business. Mm. Uh, China Farms had been set up by Fonterra as an opportunity to produce raw milk in China and effectively allowed Fonterra to go behind the farm gate and build that capability uh, locally in China where there was a big growth market. And neither my family or I had any Mandarin knowledge. And as you mentioned, I'd only been to China very briefly. But we approached the opportunity with, I guess, the mindset, again, that growth mindset, that glass half full approach that this was an opportunity that we had talked about we would to work offshore, which we talked about if it came about, we would consider. We went in with positive intent. We acknowledged that if it wasn't right for us as a family, for the girls or my husband and I, or the role wasn't quite right, the worst thing that would happen is we'd come home. It wasn't ever going to be the worst thing because we were coming home to New Zealand. So yeah, yeah. It was, let's give it a go. Let's see how this plays out. And yes, it is packing your whole life up and moving to a very different environment. But what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm. So very blinkers off. Yeah. (laughs) Are you able to share a bit about what it was like to adapt to Beijing life? Like how was the language barrier and all of that? So I probably had it easier than my husband did. And the kids to a point. So the girls went into an international school, great environment, great pastoral care. They oh, awesome. really fostered that environment of a lot of change because they were dealing with children whose parents were moving around the globe on a regular basis. So great, amazing school environment. Um, but my he- husband had to deal with the day-to-day, day-to-day tasks of you know, paying the gas bill, finding out where you shop, you know, figuring out how you set up a new phone, all those things that when you don't have any language skills are really difficult. Sometimes they're even difficult when you do have language skills. And so 
he had the most challenging and for him did he work when he came over he wasn't able to work Mm. he did teach a little bit of English to some other expats but he wasn't able to work in China which is not uncommon when you in that environment but success some days for him was being able to find the fruit and veggie that we're looking for finding a great fruit and veggie mart where he could figure out how he could buy what he wanted and pay for it and then get it all home. Whereas I was in an environment while it was Fonterra as an English-based organisation. We were based up in China and so my team were all Chinese um, and a great bunch of people that who had either worked offshore, studied offshore or worked for multinationals in um, China. They had a great command of English. Uh, and even my finance team out on farm had a significantly better command of English than I ever had of Chinese. So it was really challenging at times. I've described it before as it put all of your senses into overdrive at all times, living and working in an environment that is very different. But that said, we had an opportunity to challenge our own understanding of that environment, and we loved it. The girls... I believe are far more global citizens as a result of being in an in, a, in an environment where they met kids from all over the globe of multi different languages mm. who were all put in this circumstance of being in a country that wasn't their home country, and we had a huge opportunity to travel. We saw China, some of China. China's very big. We saw some of China. We saw so a number of different cities in China. We travelled around Southeast Asia a lot. And we were tourists in Beijing. Beijing's an amazing city to be living in. Sounds like an amazing experience. I want to dig a little deeper into that language piece. Mm -hmm. Leading a team, difficult in itself, leading a team when most of your team doesn't speak your language and you have to lead through the others who do. Are you able to share how do you even do that effectively? It was a learning in itself as my leadership style has been very much lead, not just my team who direct report to me, but lead through my whole team. So understanding who the individuals are I work, I have working in my team, get to know people in the wider um, team rather than just those who are direct reports. That's really challenging when your ability to you know, as you talked about before, do small talk is limited when mm. you have no language whatsoever. And you can manage to a point, but when it comes to substantial change, when it comes to making sure that the messages are shared in a way that you want them to be shared, um, there is a high level of trust with the people that you are requiring Mm. now to share that because I couldn't do that message sharing. I needed my team to share it. Building that trust in my team at a whole different level of connection because Mm. our body language says a lot about how you share a message. And when you are not the one sharing the message, you want to make sure that message is coming through in the same way as you'd want to. But I also have no idea if that message is coming through in the same way because I don't understand what is being said. I know what is intended to be said, what was written on the piece of paper that was intended to be read, but how do you know that's actually what's being said? And so there was a level of vulnerability, I felt, because I had an intent as to how messages were to be shared, but I had no, or I had very little ability to know if they were always being shared in that way. Mm. So a high level of trust in my team. Really helps you reflect back on when you're in 
New Zealand or other English-speaking countries, how it comes across. Yeah. Because I mentioned just language barriers, but what about cultural? Yeah. yeah. Even quite different approaches yeah. to hierarchy yeah. as well as, you know, Kiwis were pretty relaxed. Absolutely. <laughs> have it challenging my team to challenge me because I didn't know everything. And I did, not just about the culture, but I'm not an expert in everything. And so whereas here, that's not something that people would feel too uncomfortable with most of the time. And But making that, creating that level, that environment where there was a level of comfort mm. to have a robust conversation both ways rather than it being directive. Mm. Sounds like a fantastic experience in Beijing overall it was, then. It was great. Really cool. I'm so grateful for the wisdom our guests share. On this show, we bring you the memorable moments from our long-form conversations on the Story Hub podcast so you can have a more successful life and career. Check out the full conversation linked in the description.